0: I'm here guest speaker her name is Angelique Joy. Angelique is a kinesiologist and she specializing in counseling kinesiology so she has a holistic approach to helping people through her kinesiology and counseling skills to help them with their uh, specific problems and situations so today's topic uh, is anxiety so before we begin I would like to uh, welcome everybody to this session and thank you Angelique for being here with me today and Let's talk about anxiety. What is anxiety? How anxiety Happens what happens to us when we get anxiety how anxiety and sleep are related and How sleep not enough sleep can aggravate the anxiety attacks and lower your ability in kind of um, managing your anxiety when it comes and how you can actually manage that and um, and stay on top of it so Angelique thank you so much for being here today Um, thank you for having me Uh my pleasure so let's talk anxiety what is anxiety
1: okay so anxiety um, it's a really broad term So what I like to do with my own clients is to break it down into the symptoms that they're experiencing. So a lot of the time anxiety may be panic attacks. Uh, It could just be ruminating thoughts that they get stuck in. Um, But the common ones that we see are uh, just uh, states of panic, inability to uh, really relax, restlessness, uh, shallow breathing, there's then also the uh, so the physical ones that are just rapid breath. Um, they might feel um, clammy, have a hard time being in um, large groups or different settings. Um, basically, just it's a, an unhelpful response to a normal situation, um, and they don't understand why. So. We all experience anxiety as an emotion, but when it becomes a problem is when it's um, out of context, I guess. So, and it's, uh, they experience a real loss of control over their own body and their own responses in situations.
0: Yes, so like everyday situations, like some people can handle very easily People have anxiety, they experience a physical symptoms, they experience an emotional symptoms, they experience a mental symptoms, and actually that uh, physical, um, actual, physical aggravation of their anxiety becomes, uh, aggravates their mental symptoms as well, doesn't it? So it basically also frightens them when they have their anxiety. I used to have yeah. that before when I couldn't sleep well, and I, I felt like my whole body was shaking. I felt like I was gonna die every time I had anxiety. I felt like, oh my God, I'm gonna faint, I'm gonna die, something's gonna happen to me. And that, just having those thoughts actually makes it worse.
1: Yeah, the excessive worry, um, the constantly being hypervigilant, so being on guard against everything in every situation a lot of the time. A lot of the time it's just really being stuck in a very frightened state. I'm not understanding why. Um, so a lot of time people just don't understand why they're, they're feeling that way and as you said a loss of sleep is so so common because People are waking up all hours of the night and they're worrying and they're frightened and or, or they're angry or you know They're really um, emotional Emotionally dysregulated um, and then that's impacting all areas of their life and yes yeah, sleep is a big one um, a lot of times people are waking up through the night and just not being able to settle back to sleep because they are so anxious and so caught up in their minds and, and even then the physical symptoms that can come along with that like restless legs and, and associated problems.
0: Yes, I find uh, I, ha- I had a lot of clients um, coming to me to fix their sleep and over time working with them, I found this common kind of pattern. They all have some form of anxiety, whether it's It's, uh, that sometimes I don't even notice it. It's like, they say, I just feel like my heart is racing. I just can't sleep. I have this feeling like I'm I'm worried. They actually, these are actual symptoms of anxiety. So when they have that, they said, I've got adrenaline rush, I can't settle down. I can't close my eyes anymore. I'm all hyped up and I just can't stand it. I can't sleep. I get up and I get so tired so quickly. So basically because of the anxiety, they suffer all day long and because of that the na- next night they suffer psychologically because they associating their bedtime with anxiety so that makes it even even worse for them the bedtime routine has to be relaxing and soothing and, and enjoyable they associate that with this terror and now they haven't not just um, insomnia they're actually having a sleep disorder on a psychological level
1: yeah definitely and I know I um, have experienced that with my clients also and even my own children who suffer with anxiety or not so much anymore because we we use a lot of holistic techniques to overcome that but I know when they were quite small and the anxiety was um, was not dealt with sleep was a huge issue Uh, And it was just being in that hyper alert state all the time and not being able to switch off. So definitely having that really um, beautiful sleep routine Uh, and with anxiety too, it's it's about knowing what to expect. So having some rhythms, having some habits, um, putting some rituals in place is so important for people to just then be able to relax and know that that is going to be an enjoyable experience um, and will result in some good sleep for them. And then those neuro associations start to happen with, oh, I now associate sleep with peace and comfort. Um, and so for, for people of all ages, it's it's super important to get on top of anxiety and protect that sleep. Because then, as you know, that impacts every other area of life, um, particularly learning um, a good sleep and, and being able to learn and grow. Um, and especially for children, being able to hit those milestones um, Easily uh, when they have decent sleep and their is under control
0: Yes, absolutely. And you know also what I found people who don't sleep enough They actually anxiety gets worse. So I have um, a lot of my clients actually come to me and say look my anxiety gets out of control I don't know how to manage it And that and you know they get into this vicious cycle that uh, the cycle um, where they are is basically they can't sleep because they have anxiety, and then because they haven't slept well, the anxiety gets worse. So I find it it's very very hard for them to deal with this. Not just with sleeplessness, not with just insomnia, not just a sleep disorder. It's also the anxiety and aggravation of that anxiety because they haven't slept well. Because their emotional state is so fragile that any Slide this little thing just sets the anxiety very very quickly, and then they just get out of control, and people just permanently become anxious. They get into the state of the adrenaline dominance, and because of being in that state, again, sleep is suffering. Your diet is suffering. You can't control your appetite no longer. You can't control your emotions. Your hormonal system is out of balance completely. So they get into this even worse cycle that it's. And when it gets to that, the more uh, sleepless nights that you have, the more problems you have with insomnia, the worse the cycle gets. So this is how I find a lot of when people are in that cycle, they come to me and say, fix me, I'll do anything. Do anything to me, just fix me. So uh, that's why the topic of anxiety is very, very important. And so let's get into the next uh, question of, How do we get anxiety or what happens to us when we get anxiety or or even Why do we actually get anxiety?
1: Yeah, so so what I've noticed um, in my research around anxiety and implementing different techniques for my own family and for my clients Is that a lot of it is um, so there's a few different elements that come into it. So Family history is a big part. So the patterning that goes on within our own family system um, if your parents have had anxiety, if their parents have had anxiety, that then becomes uh, patterned into us because the way that children develop is um, primarily through role modeling of their caregivers. So then they are patterned with anxiety. Um, not, not all of the time, but that is a common one. The other one is personality factors. So some personalities, some energetic profiles are just uh, more prone to being anxious they might have quite a uh, overexcited personality, um, or I find very creative people, quite spiritual people can be prone to anxiety because they're very energetically sensitive. Um, so that's something that I work on is just strengthening those energetic boundaries as well. Um, so they're not so, so sensitive to things. Um, but also ongoing stressful events lead to anxiety, or there may be one big trauma that then throws the body out of alignment and can get them stuck in that stressed state of anxiety. Um, And then different things um, that are coming up in their life will trigger those old memories and reignite that anxious state. Uh, And then also physical health problems. If somebody has had quite um, ongoing health problems or a family member has ongoing health problems, that can create anxiety as well. Um, and substance abuse or use can also create an anxious state because all of those things are actually putting the energetic systems out of alignment. So they're creating stress on some level within the body and mind uh, and that will will just feed into that anxiety.
0: Yes, absolutely. Whatever you've just, um, all the points that you just mentioned, um, imagine somebody having not just a... um, Disposition, but also the lifestyle that leads to that high level of anxiety, plus the diet actually aggravates it. Plus, they don't sleep well, and they've got a stressful job. Imagine all that piled up together, and uh, try to deal with that on a daily basis. People, oftentimes, they just can't. They can't manage it, and they actually turn onto the medication, and they are medicated to keep that under control. But the root cause of the the problem itself isn't addressed or basically the symptoms aren't looked into properly say why why do you have these symptoms perhaps you can just take a little step in different direction and just address each part of your anxiety and or each part of your life for example let's address the diet let's address the sleep let's address the your your job commitments or even how how you deal with the specific situations, or people that are around you, or even your environment at home, everything plays such a huge role into uh, your emotional state, and how you feel when that anxiety actually comes. So all this plays a huge role. Um, What common patterns do you see in your particular clients that you actually see for anxiety?
1: Uh, yeah so so what you're saying completely um, what I've noticed as well with lifestyle so a lot of um, holistic treatment is um, involved in just in a change of lifestyle so when people go on on medication um, medication can be wonderful Uh, it's not supposed to be long term it's supposed to be just a long enough for you to get on top of the issue, so then you can make the lifestyle changes necessary. But what happens is that the medication actually um, blocks the the anxious response from being registered in the brain, and physiologically, these patients are still suffering anxiety. They're still going through. They're still in an anxious state. It's just that they're not recognizing it anymore because the medication has blocked that signal getting through. Um, so unless they create lifestyle change, uh, that, that medication is not actually going to have um, a, a great effect on them long term. It's not going to actually resolve their anxiety. It is just going to numb it. Um, so what I really focus on with people is, is lifestyle change as well. But the first point of call that I usually do with people is just getting them to feel safe again in their body. So energetically realigning them to feel safe in their body. And and that's usually the first thing that I'll bring into um, a client that has anxiety, and and then we can implement some other strategies, um, including uh, yeah definitely environment is important, um, having a rhythm to their day, uh, knowing what to expect, having some kind of structure in their day, uh, if they're overcommitted, showing them how to use their energy a little bit more effectively. Um, so that they're not trying to do everything, um, getting some peace in their day. So, actually putting in some rest and relaxation time. In our modern world, people often forget that, um, they actually need to recharge and reset. We need that time to just be and breathe and, um, and really reflect on our, on our life so that we're not just caught up in this constant, um, race (laughs) it's um it's getting back to that um sense of peace and instilling that in our day-to-day life because not everybody can make like huge huge lifestyle changes but we can do little things to move us more into states of peace and and less anxiety uh and yeah so the energetic component getting those clearing any um blocks that are there physically mentally spiritually um and putting some new practices in place um, definitely looking at sleep, at environment, at their diet. Um, sometimes there may be food intolerances that come into, uh, into that. Um, and uh, also, it, it's not as common, but a big one is uh, there's a gene mutation called MTHFR. Um, and if somebody has that, what, what that will actually happen is they're not processing B vitamins. And if you're not getting B vitamins, you will be anxious. And so I find with a few clients that I've had, once they've identified that and then got onto a really good supplement of a methylated B vitamin, their anxiety just disappears. Um, so there's a lot of things that, are, that could be contributing to somebody's anxiety. And that's why it's really important to take that individual approach to it um, and really find out what will benefit that person.
0: Yes, I actually remember getting that test done I just gone to the doctor and just say, look, just test this particular gene mutation. And that is just one blood test. And it's like, yeah, you can have a couple of mutations there. You've got one of them, the other ones are okay. So you can still metabolize that vitamin B, so you're fine. But it's very important to check that mutation, like you said, to identify perhaps, because if you tried everything, you still have anxiety, perhaps that is the missing link to your to your actually anxiety kind of cure or let's say or anxiety kind of treatment so that you could just address that particular area and just get that supplement to, to help it to, to support you that neurological connection in your mind and your brain that will just help your anxiety situations and just give you that peace of mind that yes i'm i'm now good i know what's happening in my body this is what you do so yeah it's just getting that particular test and it's very very important.
1: Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, and so that's, I, I think I find, um, what I really love about the approach that we have as kinesiologists to, um, health issues is that we can really get to the bottom of what might be going on for somebody and just put them on the right path to discover, um, and get, and just gain awareness of how their individual body works. Um, because that's so important to have that self-awareness.
0: Yes, absolutely, and also having that emotional component there. So basically, we can have those emotions from childhood that we now still we don't even remember having those emotions, or we don't even connect to the event that happens. We just remember having that kind of uh, emotional experience there, and because of because of that, now it still triggers us to us to, to this day. And now that actually could be the the, the cause of our anxiety that we experience experiencing today. So it's basically addressing all that, uh, whatever childhood trauma, emotional uh, stuff that's happened in the past, or people have like those really traumatic, um, events in their life like somebody they're losing somebody that's close to them, they get divorced. They basically even losing job could be very traumatic. So people can't really identify like so I don't really know when my anxiety began. I just now know I'm suffering from it. I don't know what to do with it. So basically just helping people just kind of go back and just think When did it happen? What happened? And uh, let's just address that particular situation and emotional state and detach the emotions from that particular event. Um, So that's also I found really, really, really um, helpful in dealing with that emotional component. So um, have have you seen that particular pattern in your clients particularly?
1: Yeah, it's It's a common pattern, um, particularly with people that have quite extreme anxiety um, and a lot of panic attacks. It will often be that there's an underlying trauma there that needs to be resolved. Uh, so I kind of um, also, in a way, call it the gift of anxiety. Um, so often anxiety can push us into getting the help and support that we need uh, to actually deal with and resolve issues that we may have just not otherwise dealt with and may have been impacting other areas of our lives. So so the other thing that we haven't yet covered is the impact that anxiety has on relationships. That can be really huge um, if people are quite emotionally dysregulated because of their anxiety then that's going to impact on their relationships and their social interactions and because you know we as human beings we are built to connect that can then create other issues like depression and, and other problems can come out of that um, when the anxiety overtakes all the other aspects of our lives.
0: Yes, so yeah, exactly, absolutely. Anxiety can affect every a part of your life, not just your social, not just relationship, it can impact it, the way you feel about yourself, the way you see yourself, yeah. the way you, think. you do things on a daily basis. You're, and your relationship with your children I've got two children as well and we, we don't really suffer from anxiety I'm very very grateful for that but did have um, I did have anxiety when I didn't sleep well in particular. so for me my cure was just getting that sleep right you see so um, I identified what happened to me and once I feel uh, kind of regulated my sleep all my other symptoms kind of gone away for some people it could be more challenging to address it like you said it could be the gene mutation it could be genetic predisposition it could be uh, sensitivity to gluten or to um to casein protein in in the dairy uh so it could be anything so just actually become your uh, detective and go identify i actually suggest people have the elimination process say suspect everything even if you think you feel good eating gluten or having that casting like a like dairy products if you think it's good suspect it and just go eliminate it and then start again like as if you're introducing yourself to the new particular like as if you never had those foods before introduce them and see how you feel So it's such an important um, important component to identify what actually aggravates that particular anxiety? Like one, if, if it's um, genetic predisposition, it could be more challenging to, to, to actually keep it under control, but there's still ways to do it. What do you actually, what do you do with your particular clients? How do you help them uh, fix the anxiety? Or do you have any exercises or do you do any specific things with them to help them deal with the anxiety and actually keep it under control?
1: Yeah, so it's um, It's very individual depending on the person as to what will correct them and bring them back into balance. Um, but some really quick ones that I tend to teach people are just a few um, pressure points and holding points. Um, so the one that I d- teach, like, no matter the age, and kids are really good at using this one, is just a point just here. Uh, and that's an emotional uh, stress, um, I guess, acupressure point, I would call it. Um, and what that one does there is actually drops you back into your breath again, but gets you dip, breathing deep again. So that's a really good one um, for people who suffer with panic attacks because they can really quickly use that technique to, to overcome and often completely obliterate a panic attack. Um, so I've had quite a few people that have had a, a lot of success with that one. Um, and there's also another holding point on the head that can be done. And, um, and that one just gets the brain calm because that's the other thing when you're in that anxious state it uh, can become quite irrational and it makes it hard to see things as they really are um, so getting that brain calm, getting that breath back um, as quickly and easily as possible because it's really um, there's a lot of other techniques that you can use for anxiety but if you are in an anxious state and you are about to have a panic attack your brain is not working anymore so um so what I try and do when I'm when I'm correcting somebody is I will get them to do that point those points while I'm balancing them and then what that what happens then is their body will just naturally remember so they will find that even unconsciously they will hold those points when they're starting to feel anxious and that will bring them back into a state of balance so then they can bring in their different tools to use. So um yes let's just um
0: explain what that point is so basically yeah, so-
1: just In the little crevice of the collarbone in the center, there. Um, so, that's to do with the central meridian, which is to do with the brain, and it's an emotional point, as you know. So, um, that just really helps to calm the mind, but also to drop back into the breath. Um, so, that's a really good one that people can hold when they're starting to feel a bit anxious. So, let me
0: see. Uh, you just hold it, or do you rub it like this? Like, you, can,
1: you can just hold it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. That I find that, that just that pressure there is enough to drop people back into their breath, and they'll feel it quite quickly when they do it themselves. Um, I people watching this video, give it a try. Even if you're not suffering anxiety at the moment, just hold that point and just see how you feel, because um, it is quite profound at how that can get you to just start to breathe and calm.
0: Yes, uh, this point feels very sensitive and. Um, yeah sensitive to touch because you don't really get to touch it very often so yeah. it could be very tender however it does feel good it feels grounded. and it feels like you, it takes the anxiety from there and just you, you suddenly kind of wake up from it and you feel it in your heart now it's like, oh okay I'm good I'm fine yeah um, it's point that's actually like switching it off doesn't it
1: yeah it's just like that little sense of peace um, and that dropping back into your breath and being able to just think clearly again um, can often be All that somebody needs to avert an anxiety attack but it's really important to then look at okay um, why did that come up for me so we don't want to ignore anxiety because it is an indicator so any issue that we have is trying to alert us to an underlying problem that we need to deal with Um, and so it's really it's really important that people get support around that to really resolve it fully um, because we're not about quick fixes we're not about just um, you know Uh, pushing things under the rug and forgetting about them we really want to deal with it because then um, the life changes that can happen for people when anxiety is no longer an issue for them can be really profound and life-changing so we want that for everybody like to really get get on top of this um, this issue so that they can just just feel good in their day-to-day life
0: yes absolutely it's so important to feel emotionally feel (coughs) Excuse me. To feel that kind of ground and emotionally, feel like you don't worry about it anymore because you got so many things you worry about. So this is just one less thing you have to worry about. You don't feel like you're not normal anymore. You actually feel like you're human again, and you feel like you're a normal human without having to experience all these anxiety attacks and feeling like um, you kind of don't belong to the other population anymore, I feel you're like you're alone and nobody's there to support you and feel like you're the only one in the world that's suffering from it. Um, which is, um, people of anxiety, if you're watching this video, uh, you're not alone. There's always there to help you. If you need to contact one of us, please do. We'll have links on below this video. So please don't think you're alone. There is, there is things you can do for your anxiety and you don't have to suffer accept it and just um, slowly understand why you have it and what actually helps you what gets you uh, into the state of calmness and gets you out of that state of panic and anxiety and not having been in control of your body so um whoever suffering from anxiety i hope you watch this video and angelique Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for your insights and thank you for your wisdom and sharing that with us today. And um, yes, I am um, very grateful and um, thank
1: you. It's my absolute pleasure. I've really I've really enjoyed unpacking this for you and I hope that it brings um, people some relief just to even know that there are solutions out there for these problems. So thank you so much for taking the time and, and working through this.
0: Ah, oh, my pleasure. Thank you.